I did not ask to be born. This was just shoved on me, and now I have to, like, eat, breathe, go to the restroom, usually shower, have a job, uh, whatever. It's just a lot. It is inconvenient to be alive. Hey, guys, what's happening? It's Much Love from West Texas. I'm James Tate, and I'm sitting here with my good buddy, Mark Oven, who's a little bit under the weather today. That's why I'm leading us off. Welcome to the podcast that ranks all things, anything, and probably at some point we're going to rank everything. Why not? Why wouldn't we? We're going to get to it today. We're doing the, uh, we're going to do composers, Mark, and we're going to do, what is it, the biggest? We're doing composers and inconveniences today. Yeah, thanks for starting us off, Jamie. I appreciate that. And I apologize. I'm going to try to bring my A game today, but I have had a little battle with either something I ate or potentially stomach bug. I think I'm mostly well, slightly under the weather, but we're going to battle through. Let's do it. These topics are hard for me. We're doing, we're doing the composers first, which is so hard for me. Yeah, and so Jonathan and they're Jonathan— doing the, They're doing this on purpose. Yeah, JW and JPS are big city boy producers. Mm-hmm. They, they really like to give us one that is good for dumb people like us that we <laughs> don't have to think a lot about. Uh-huh. And they like to give us one that throws us completely off guard that we know nothing about, which is we've got composers, and while you and I both like music a lot— I had to look up the de- – I mean, I know what a composer is, but I did have to look up the definition to know who qualified because when I heard – when I JW too. texted composers, I could only think of two people, and I'm not even sure both of them are composers, but it was Bach. And Beethoven? No. Well, there's – I get what I would have come up with him eventually maybe, and I'm not even sure this is a composer, but Yo-Yo Ma? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, is yeah. Yo-Yo Ma a composer? I don't know. Or they you might do. be. They might. I'm gonna be very careful. <clears throat> this is the most anxiety-inducing word to say of all time. Oh no. Yo-Yo Ma might also be a pianist. A, <laughs> a, say it one more time for us. A pianist. A pianist. Yes. There you go. Good job. That is. It, you don't act like you weren't that's, a little anxious saying that's, it yourself. It's tough to say. I'm gonna go. I, I feel like I'm probably gonna go a different direction than you. I don't feel like. I, I'm almost 100% sure that I am. Okay. But you want me to start us off? Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead and lead us off. Okay. So when I started this, so I did. I looked up the definition of composer. Not because, I mean, I knew a composer was someone that wrote music. When I hear that term, I always think of classical music, the Beethoven's, Bach's, Mozart's, Mm -hmm. I think, of the world. And I don't really know anything about any of them except for that I recognize their names and they're old. So but I looked up composers. That's anybody that um, writes or composes any type of music. So once I knew that was the case, it uh, really opened up Pandora's then, box for then me. Maybe, for we are gonna be on the, maybe we are going to be on the same train So here. I'm going to start with my list. And there was a uh, – I mean there were tons on there that that I love. I mean Easy e He is a great, yeah. a great lyricist. Yep. Of just a master of the words. Mm-hmm. But realistically, there are some really good options. My number three option, <laughs> my number, number third. third ranked composer is Van Morrison. Yeah. I, um, I, did yes. you know, would you have guessed he was going to be on my list? Well, no. I, I, honestly, I thought you were going to go in the way of classical music. And so, no, I didn't think he was going to be on your list. But in my research, he's one of the guys that kind of kept coming up. And I was like, well, if Mark goes the same direction as I do, Van Morrison will be on his list, right? If he doesn't, I don't I like. I'm, you're going to talk about Yo Yo Ma, who I right. don't know anything about. No, I mean, I just would have had to Google six interesting facts <laughs> about Yo Yo Ma. <laughs> I'm going to try to say Yo Yo Ma. Are they male? Is Yo Yo Ma male or female? I think he's male. I think that's yeah. I think he's male. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, uh, but Van Morrison is one wrote and performed. My favorite song of all time, which is Into the Mystic. Yeah. Um, I love the song. You've seen me. It's like a religious experience yes. if you watch me listen to Into the Mystic. It's it great. It just hits me right in the the heart. I love the lyrics. I love the horn. I just love everything about it. But he's also got Brown Eyed Girl mm-hmm. is a great song. Was um, that his song? Do you originally write that? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Moondance. There is, and I'm not sure if he wrote this or not. I tried to look this up, but I ran out of time. But he also sings, there'd be days like this. Yeah. Mama, t- I'm not doing that. I'm not singing on this yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't sound And I'll also, I, my voice is so good, it'll be so <clears throat> accurate. 
I'm, I doubt we can afford the rights to that music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and you're sick, so I don't want you to you know, overdo it. I don't no. I don't want you to show these people the lesser you. I want. I yeah. want them to really feel what you. I got you. You want them to get the A game. Yeah. So, uh, but I like Van Morrison, who I used to get confused with Jim Morrison, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty common. But I actually learned that Van Morrison was a big influence on Jim Morrison. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, that was. Where's uh, Van Morrison from? Is he an English guy? Um, I think he's Irish. Okay. I think he is Irish. I knew he I, wasn't from America, I remember but that I didn't know where he was from. That's a bucket list thing for me. I've never seen him perform, and I don't. He doesn't perform much anymore, and I don't know how much longer he will at all. How old is he now? That I don't know, but I can look it up here in a minute. But I, he's in older. His 70s? He's, yeah, I would guess he's in his seventies. Okay. But he's still got it, man. I've Dude. seen I've seen some Austin City Limits performances of right. his on PBS or whatever it comes on. He's good, man, and this is great music, great voice. I love, it. I love, and uh, there's some covers of like "Into the Mystic." Jason Isbell does a cover of "Into the Mystic." That's one of my. Favorite. I love that song too. That song's just. Well, that's I mean, a I fan. It has everything you need. Yeah, in a song. It's the it's the whole package. Yep. So Van Morrison was my number three, okay. and, and honestly, that is pretty personal to me. I'm pretty. I'm pretty crazy. It's crazy that it's not your number one, honestly. Yeah. Well. I try to recognize my own bias because realistically, I could not make a practical, objective argument for him being number one over some other people. Right. In fact, I'm not even sure I can make a practical argument for him being number three over some other people. You're going to hate my, a, you're gonna hate my a, list. But it was a selfish pick for me, so I'm going with Van Morrison. Okay. Number two on my list is Freddie Mercury of oh, Queen fame. Yeah. And— to be honest with you, I really never cared about Queen up until the past couple of years. I'm just familiar with some of their songs. Everybody's seen Wayne's World and Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, man. The, everybody knows the YMCA and We Will Rock. I mean, of course I was familiar with them, but I definitely they wouldn't. They pounded some hits, dude. But it, I definitely would not have considered myself a, a Queen fan no. of any kind. I just I'm, was I'm familiar with them. But the movie, I can't remember even what it's called. It might be called Queen. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But but. there's a a fairly recent movie about Freddie Mercury that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That really helped. And then uh, when I met Hallie, Hallie was a big Queen fan for whatever reason. And so I kind of vicariously through her started to love Queen. But what really shocks me about Queen and what's so cool or Freddie Mercury is the range and the like eclectiveness? Eclectiveness is that a word? I don't eclectic. Eclecticness. Eclecticness, maybe. Uh, I don't know. They have a wide range. They do not pin themselves into like one right. style of music. Right. They are not one thing. I mean, even in Bohemian Rhapsody, I mean, you're hearing classical music and piano, and you're hearing rap, and you're hearing this falsetto operatic. M- you know, music. Well, his voice um, is is one of the craziest voices. But I mean, it's the greatest voice of all time, arguably. Arguably, and, and so I, did he write all his music too? He did. Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I say he, he primarily him. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a team effort. Okay. In fact, when they broke up, I think a lot of it was about songwriting. Yeah, who was getting credit for gotcha. what, or who was getting paid to have their name. It seems like that writer. happens a lot with bands. With, yeah, with there's the, lots of egos get involved. Groups of dudes. I know. Uh, can you imagine when the podcast gets real big and you and I yeah. start fighting over yeah. like whose name goes uh-huh. first on uh-huh. the credits and stuff like that? Well, we, I know you had a hard time with me bringing us in today even, so that was tough for you. <laughs> I appreciate you No, I'm, I'm all about sharing the love, brother. <laughs> um, but I just think Rained is amazing, and beyond you know, this is actually about composers, but what I do think the more impressive thing about Freddie Mercury, even more the talented, he was even more talented as a performer right. and as an engager of people right. than he was as a writer. I well, mean, he was insanely talented writer, an insanely talented singer, insanely talented musician, but just his ability to entertain and right. to like get up in front of people and think about, you know, the songs that, that they put out, how interactive they were with the big crowd, like, we will, we yeah. will rock you, and you YMCA stomp and clap, and, and the yeah. YMCA, and, I mean, well, I don't know, and, really, and like, he, he is pretty fantastic, and they were pretty revolutionary. And when also. you think about composers, you go back kind of to what you said, and it's like the classical composer of music that's that's building these sounds and building these 
he did that too. Like the guys that I'm picking, the women that I'm picking, whoever I'm picking, probably isn't that. Van Morrison really wasn't that. But like right. Freddie Mercury, they built these sounds and these songs and this oh, yeah, I mean, experience. Old, I mean, you go to Queen, like, it's an experience, like you're saying. Yes, and and you're right. I mean, there are components of rock and roll, right? Components of classical music Absolutely. or operatic music. Components of pop music, components of hip hop, I think even, and just. But anyway, I I really do have a great appreciation uh, for Freddie Mercury, even though he had some banged up teeth. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, I've got a big gap in my teeth. Dead on this. Well, but maybe I should. this day, still dead, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he is dead for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. he died of the AIDS. The AIDS got him. Yep, it's a tough deal back then. It is. I, I mean, I still think it's a pretty tough deal now. Well, but it seems it like be. people don't die of it anymore. I think there's a bunch of medicines come out they're, they're, that's keeping people alive. I mean, Magic Johnson's been alive for 30 years. Yeah, he's getting stronger with AIDS. Better looking looks younger. Yeah, so, I don't know if he looks younger. He's, well, he's put on some pounds, though. Well, but he's done well. I like him, though. He's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's Not as much as I like Shaq or Charles Barkley, though. Yeah. But I do like him. I do. I love, okay. I love him. So on to the number one composer of all time. Actually, Jonathan said composers. Mm -hmm. And so my number one, I cheated, but it's my podcast, and I'll do what I want Mm -hmm. until they fire me. And then it's not my podcast anymore. But in the meantime, number one is John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Okay, Um, I I, I don't feel like it's fair to separate those two guys. We agree on this one. This This was my number one as well. I mean, I don't think it's fair to separate them, even though both of them have individually have merit to be on this list without the other. You can't really separate it. And they did so much together. It's pretty insane what they did to revolutionize music, how many hits they put out. I mean, I just wrote some of these down. Well, and, and before you go into this deal, this is coming from two guys who, unless something has changed in the last couple of years, we're not big Beatles guys. I'm not a big Beatles fan. I'm, I would never I say like they're the one Beatles. of my favorite I don't bands. Like, but like, I don't sit around and listen to the Beatles, but I like them. I'll never listen to the Beatles unless it comes on the radio. And I like the song. But you can see them for what they are and understand that they created the music of today. The shows of today, all of those things that we do today, they made pop culture a thing. The Beatles were pop culture. Yeah, for sure. And Maybe Elvis before that, <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Yeah. But they were huge on a whole new level that had never been seen before. And what they did musically was pretty revolutionary in right. so many different ways. And – I mean, yeah, you can listen to, you know, a Beatles song when you hear it. That being said, they're not cookie cutter little songs that all sound alike. Right. So I'm just going to run through some of these songs that they wrote either together or individually, and it's insane. Okay. Help, Eleanor Rigsby, In My Life, Ticket to Ride, Yesterday, Blackbird, Penny Lane, Hey Jude, Let It Be, Paperback Writer. That's I, I mean, I could have named that many more. There's so many, and they would all be as recognizable. That yep. is insane. It's crazy. I mean, it, and and to do it as a group for that long like they did, <clears throat> I don't really know that much about the Beatles again. If somebody's like a Beatles fan that's listening to this, they're going to be – they're going to hate what I have to say. But I'm like, I don't know why they broke up. I know Yoko you know, had something to do with it. I know right. they, like, But it's the same type deal. Were they fighting over who was writing the songs and – but that, like that, I don't think it was as much that as one. Anything's hard to make work for fifty years right. or whatever. Well, and John Lennon got shot, right? So that doesn't help. That was a bad deal. Um, but I think it was not as much about money as like ideological differences or wanting to pursue different things. Gotcha. Like I think Paul was still wanting to pursue music primarily. Where I think John was more interested in being a political activist. Right. I'll tell you what made me really proud when I was doing my research. You know, a lot of times when I do these, there's all kinds of different websites that rank the 100 or 50 or whatever. But I was really proud that so many of them had Buddy Holly really high on there. Um, Buddy Holly was in the top 25 or or lower on like every list I looked at um, and – if you're listening and don't know why that's relevant, that's because Buddy Holly was born and raised in Lubbock, where we're recording this right now. He'd have probably been a lot higher up had he not died so early. Yeah, I mean, the day the music died, yep. he and the big bopper. Yep. So the Beatles were, let me see here, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr? Yep. Okay. Did you know that Layla, that was written by Eric Clapton— Is about Paul McCartney's wife, right? It's about George Harrison's George wife. George Harrison's wife. Yeah. There you go. 
That's a great song. Patty Harrison. I remember this from my senior thesis that I had to write. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Learn a lot of stuff, man. You always have to be a student. There's something new you can learn every day in this world. Is that the greatest band of all time? Are the Beatles the greatest band of all time? In my opinion, yes. They are not my favorite, but in my opinion, yes. Okay. I would agree. And you? I think I would agree. Yeah. Like I said, they're not my favorite, but I I think that they – I think that anybody who knows anything about music would put them in their top three, which to me makes them the greatest of all time. Yeah. Let's get on to your uh, composers, which sounds like you're possibly ill-prepared for. I'm a little bit better prepared than I thought I would be because – we're kind of going down the same road. Like I said, the Beatles were my number one, so we don't need to get back into that. But in my list of three, I mean, you know me. I love rap music. Eminem is, to me, the greatest lyricist of our time. And I will say that he's my number, whatever you want to call it, number three composer is Eminem. He's pretty amazing. He is not. He has some stuff that I like, some stuff that's not my favorite. But I will say this. was like revolutionary in his genre. Right. And not just because he the he looked different than your average rapper. Right. The way that he did it, some of his lyrics are unbelievable. I mean, they're clever, they're witty, some of them are funny. Well, the speed and the way they're put together. And, yeah. You know, he did the movie that I think, you know, you talk about like Freddie Mercury doing that movie, that that 8 Mile movie was right. about I mean, that was about Eminem. And so like to see where he came from, to come from Detroit, to build that following, and you and you think about it, it's not now you can build a following pretty quick on the internet. Mm-hmm. If Eminem would have come along right now, it'd have been insane. You've got rappers now that I don't think that there's even like that a good. new one every week every that I heard week. of that I've never that and I don't not, know any of their songs and they're not good. Like rap music has changed. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm. I, know. I hear that, but we're also not their target demographic. I know, really. But I, but I, but I was. Well, I wasn't ever their target demographic. Yeah. But I listened to a lot of music, like rap music. To me, like I said, he's um, done some cool side project stuff too. Yeah. Like remember those D six songs that mm-hmm. he used to do with CeeLo, yeah. and I can't remember who else was in that group. Yeah, but it was was it D six or D twelve? D twelve. D twelve. It was like Eminem, CeeLo, and maybe Nate Dogg. No, Nate Dogg wasn't ever in there. I do love Nate Dogg, though. Nate Dogg's one of my favorite rappers of all time. Rest in peace. Yeah, you used to listen to Nate Dogg a lot in college. I love Nate Dogg. I know you do. So that was number two? So that's number two. Okay. And then my number – well, that was number three, I guess, because I'm going back and forth, and I'm trying to to scroll through here. My number number two – that was number three. My number two is Bob Dylan. Yeah, I I should have – at least mentioned him. Yeah. I would I would think that if you were to ask most people in America that they would say that he is the I, I would he's probably the most well known songwriter of all time, or at least the one that I hear talked about the most as being the most renowned or whatever. Well when they talk about like when they're talking about Bob Dylan, they talk about like a Rolling Stone, which he released in nineteen sixty five. It was a six minute song, six minute single which no one wrote six-minute songs back then, and he released it. And it, it, like this article that I read, it said no other pop song has so thoroughly challenged and transformed the commercial laws of artistic conventions of its time for all time. So, like what he was doing back then, and I mean, you know, Bob, Bob Dylan's voice is sorry; it's terrible. Yeah, but I mean, it's iconic. If you and hear it's Bob cool Dylan's voice, you know way. exactly. He's like Eddie Vedder. We but love Eddie Vedder. Of, we love Pearl Jam. And I may be wrong about this, but aren't most of Bob Dylan's like big hits are not sung by him. It's songs that right. he wrote for other people, right? Right. Yeah. He said a, a song is like a dream. You try to make it come true. So, he, like, to me, Bob Dylan is a thing. It's almost, he's not even a human. He's like a, he's like this idea of songs and music and I don't like him. I, I go to, I go back to the Beatles of like, I'm not listening to. A See, bunch I of Bob do Dylan. like the Beatles. Like Bob Dylan. If I hear it on the radio, you're changing it. I'm changing it. Yeah. I like some of this. I like other people performing some of the songs that he's written. Yeah, and like Stevie like Wonder did "Blowing in the Wind," which Stevie Wonder is phenomenal. He's a much better singer than Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan to me is kind of kind of the songwriter. When I think of a songwriter, first person I think of is Bob Dylan. Yeah, that's. If I think songwriter, that would also be the same for me. And the next one who would come right after that, who I didn't find on any of these lists, and he made me be more just regionally known, but Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. 
Wouldn't you? I would have thought I would have sent Stevie Ray Vaughan on more of those lists. Who's a Texas well, famous Texas songwriter? I don't know how, don't know how good of a songwriter player. Stevie Ray Vaughan was. I think he was, <clears throat> he was a much better guitarist. He's one of the greatest guitarists of all time, maybe the greatest of all time. And so I think people it's, maybe more, he's not a songwriter. Then. Yeah, I thought he was, but I, I think, could be wrong. About I think that. people more think about him as a musician. I think Eric Clapton, obviously a songwriter, <laughs> a great musician. Eric but Gary P. Nunn. Eric Clapton is the only person to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times. He was inducted with Cream, with Eric Clapton by himself, and then with uh, uh, Derek and the Dominoes. So he's been inducted oh. into the Hall of Fame three times. So Eric Clapton's probably, I mean, that's the deal is once you get off of classical composers, which I'm sure is what they actually wanted us <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, I'm sure we're supposed to be in here talking yeah. about Bach and yeah, Beethoven. Correct. I think one of them was deaf. One of them might have cut off an ear at some was, point in time. I think that was Van Gogh. Yeah, that might have happened too. But there you go on your uh, classical composer talk. If you wanted it, JW and JPS, you got it. You got it. This is exactly <laughs> what you asked for. You asked for this. Okay. Um, so does that conclude composer yeah, talk? I think so. Okay, man, I'm glad to get through that. I was <laughs> a little bit nerve-wracking. I already am feeling a little lighter on my feet. And here we are. Here we, we arrived are. at inconveniences. Yes, we have. But before we do that, I think um, I'm going to go catch another breather. But also this time we do want them, I believe, to hear a little word from our sponsors or a little bit of elevator music. And also, as a reminder before we get there, uh, if you enjoy this, please like it, subscribe it, post about it on your social media account, leave a review, um, tell your friends about it. But thanks so much, and we will be right back. Much love from West Texas. All right, guys, our good friend Josh Abbott is having an event here in Lubbock, Texas. It's the My Texas Gala that kind of represents and donates money to Jab Cares. And through Jab Cares, they'll donate all that money back to Lubbock. And so that money is going to stay here. The event's going to be held at the Cotton Court Hotel. And it is October 14th, 2021 at 6 p.m. The attire is Cocktail Plus. I'm not even sure what that means, but it sounds very, very, very fancy. But again, everything stays in Lubbock. All, all 100% of the proceeds will stay in Lubbock. And the dates, again, are October 14th at 6 p.m., to purchase tables, they're going quick. Half have been sold already. Email tabbott at jabcares.org. It's T-A-B-B-O-T-T at jabcares.org. Grab your tickets. They're going quick. And a big, big thank you to Josh for coming on the podcast. And also playing at that deal will be the Panhandlers. It'll be their first time to play live in Lubbock. See you then. Right, guys we've got a new sponsor today it's texas mri of lubbock i'm not sure if you ever had to get an mri before i have when i snapped my knee trying to dunk on an eight foot goal but texas mri lubbock is locally owned and operated they're here in lubbock at 3501 22nd street behind covenant hospital i'm not sure if you know this a lot of hospitals will send you to their own mri clinics or whatever and you have to go there it's much more expensive it's much more time consuming it's hard to get in call texas mri of lubbock they'll get you in faster it's cheaper and also, on the back end of that, which I didn't even really realize this, but they use Blue Star Radiology. Their radiology team is the same radiology team that looks at all of the MRIs for the Dallas Cowboys. So you've got great radiologists reading your MRIs. Check them out. If you got to get an MRI, it's Texas MRI of Lubbock, located at 3501 22nd Street behind Covenant Hospital. Thanks. Welcome back, and much love from West Texas. Thank you for staying with us. Jamie, I know we need to talk about inconveniences. Yeah, uh, first However, I've, I've I think we've got to cover something yeah. else first here. <laughs> okay. we've, we've had a, a live update, a breaking news update. Uh, Engineer Dave came in here, and he told us that we're idiots, which I think everybody by this point knows that that's the truth. But he said, did y'all say YMCA was a queen song? Yeah, which we did quickly figure out we were wrong. It was the village people. But you know, there's hand movements. Uh, They're all so men. Good. They're from like the same time era. They, era. they were dressed as like Indians and firefighters. <laughs> well, Freddie Mercury dressed kind of wild too. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, it's so good. Here we're just throwing this. Has, do you think this is the worst podcast that anyone has without ever a, attempted? Without to make? a doubt. Or at Can least you the, imagine how the mad least informative? If we don't go back into this and correct ourselves right now, there's so many people listening. They're like, I'm turning this off. These guys <laughs> are, are so these? stupid. So sorry. Back to the back to the topic. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry apologies, to the village people. Apologies to the village people. <laughs> You can reach me on my cell phone. It's 806-543-8568 um, for a personal apology if you're related to the village people. Okay, so let's jump into inconveniences, and this will be – I don't even know how you narrowed it down to three with all the things that people do for you, as has been talked about on previous podcasts. I, like, is your whole life just an inconvenience? Yeah, I mean, honestly, my whole list was almost just one thing, which was being alive. Do you know how much work it is just to stay alive every day? And I'm sorry, I didn't ask to be born. I did not ask to be born. This was just shoved on me, and now I have to, like, eat, breathe, go to the restroom, usually shower, have a job, whatever. It's just a lot. It is inconvenient to be alive. Uh, I mean, there's some wonderful, beautiful things about it too, but it yeah, is inconvenient. It is inconvenient for sure. Are you? You please tell that, me we're not. We're not going to. That's not re- the end of the show. We won't revisit the showering and ba- and bathing. No, we've, okay. we've yes, we've eliminated that. Okay, we've eliminated that. And I, actually, I will tell you, I invested in some new towels, uh-huh. and that has made it better. I think they're more absorbent than the ones before. Yeah, I think yeah. the ones before were mostly just wiping the water around See, and, and they say soaking it, it up. They say all prayers aren't answered. I've been praying about this for a couple of weeks now, and I'm glad that you found some new towels. Hey, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah. Hey, I'm here for you, Look bud. At you. Look at you. Okay, jump into your inconveniences, because okay. I bet your list is long well, and thorough. Um, do you want me to hit you with like kind of the the honorable mentions yeah. first, or yeah. do you want to save those for the end and go through the list first? Uh, go through the list first, and we'll, okay. we'll jump into the honorable mentions. At the so end. number three, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, is uh, whether it be cable, internet, uh, or phone service, mm-hmm. having to call the customer service line oh. for any one of those three types of businesses is the least convenient thing in the world. Dude. It's impossible to talk to a human you wait on hold. I've got. Do you remember the time they cut mine off at my house for like three months? I or do. It was like a month. I do. That was AT and T, right? Yeah, it was AT and T. I'll try to make this somewhat brief, but as you know, brevity is not my strong suit. Yeah. But so I'm living it. I don't want to give my address away, but it was at the time. It was well, Lubbock's kind of laid out like this. So it was like one, two, three, four, First Street. Yeah. But I had a house for sale at one, two, three, four, Second Street. Right. So it was one street over, but the same address. And my sign was in the yard with my name and number on it because I was trying to help those people sell that house. Right. Well, the house sells. The new people move in, and everything's fine. And all of a sudden. My AT&T stops working at my house. And so I call AT&T, and they're like, well, yeah, we canceled your service. I said, why did you cancel my service? And they said, oh, well, somebody called in. They said that they bought the house at whatever, whatever address, which was one number off of mine. (laughs) And they said, said, well, Mark Oatman has the house listed. They gave him my phone number, so Uh they were able to get into my account. And so some stranger accidentally canceled my service (laughs) when they were trying to set up new service for their house. (laughs) And then when I called AT&T, they couldn't just turn it back on. They had to – I had to drive – box up all that equipment that Mm -hmm. comes with it and drive it to AT&T and drop it off to get my deposit back. (laughs) And then they had to set me up for a new install for a guy to come out and install it, which they charged me for. (laughs) And then my bill went up $40 a month because the introductory rate (laughs) that I was on for my contract was no longer available. My favorite thing about the whole story is when you called in and complained about this and basically told them that story. And they were like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> We're gonna waive the installation fee on the new <laughs> on the new system, and I'm like, oh my god! Y'all took his system out of his house. He didn't want it taken out. You took it. No, they didn't take it out. They made me take or it out to, and deliver yeah. it to yeah. him. It's so funny to me. But do you know how we'll big? Do you know how inconvenient you. it is to set up new service uh, with someone else and to dude. learn how to use a new remote control? And everyone you call back to your inconvenience of calling the helpline. Everyone that you talk to is in such a bad mood. 
Because all they're talking to is about people that are complaining about situations like this. Yes, they don't. They are getting zero calls that are like, "Thank you hey, so I much. just wanted you to know I'm over here watching iCarly, and yeah. it is awesome. You dudes, are, you. you dudes are doing a hell of a job. Thank you so much for what you do. They get zero of those calls a day. It's no. all just on their ass the whole time, and they don't stop. And so, so you get cranky, why they're mad. You're cranky. You're mad when you call. Oh, it's it a bad situation. So that is one of the most and inconvenient. S- and sometimes things. they're not here. They're not in America. Like you call them, they're in India or wherever they may be catching calls, and it, you have a bad connection or you can't oh understand what they're saying. Dude, I get it. No, I'm, I'm with that, you on that one. That is one of the worst ones for That's me. That's a good one. What's your next one? My next one is mostly flight delays, mm-hmm. but any kind of air travel Ruckus drives me nuts. You're just kind of lumping it all in together. Yeah, I mean, it's really flight delays is the right. biggest thing. I especially like when they load you on the plane and then they make you sit there for mm. two hours. And the air conditioning, or if work. you're in the air and you have to circle. And especially, you know, in Lubbock, there's very few places that we can fly direct. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we can get to like Las Vegas, Dallas. Austin, Scottsdale, yeah. or Phoenix, whatever. That's about all the places Denver. we can get direct, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, like if you if you die in Lubbock, I think you have a changeover in Dallas before you get to heaven. <laughs> uh, but that's anyway, a good, that's a good old man. Joe. Yeah, that's like a good. That. I didn't invent that. I stole that from some old man at the airport one time. Good job. Um, but anyway. We have like we're always making connections when we're coming in and out of Lubbock, right? And so one delay messes up the whole thing. Dude. And I'm also, you know, I'm not the most patient person always, and so you know, I'm not always depending on how traveling goes. I'm good when I, we're at our destination. To you're travel real. With. You're real bougie. Like you're. Your dude, your need on a day to day basis as far as service goes, you're real bougie in that in that in that way. Not like, like you, in material things, but in customer be, service, you, I am. You need to be taken care of. Yes, <laughs> Wait, blame my mom. It's her fault. <laughs> but that being said, I am not always the most fun person to travel with. Mm-hmm. Like like the actual travel, getting there and getting back. Once I'm there, I'm usually pretty cool. Yeah, but getting. There and getting back, getting there, I'm real impatient. I'm excited to get there, and so I just want to go, 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 go. Right. And then on the way back, I'm usually tired of everybody that I traveled with. It's Sunday. And, you got the Sunday uh, Yeah, I might be hungover, uh-huh. or I might be dreading having to, you know, a pile of mess that's waiting on me when I get back home from not working. <laughs> uh. So I might be cranky on the way back, too. So flight inconveniences are are way up there for me. I get you. And you're talking about kind of in-air flight stuff. I mean, I know the airport sucks, but the airport's also great if you're there. Early it depends on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the airport and depends on the situation. Yeah. The airport can be one of the worst places to be stuck or airport can be pretty fun. But when you're stuck in that aluminum bomb and you can't get out, there's nothing you uh, can do. There's uh, nothing worse, dude. No, get me out I want of out. that COVID tube. Ugh, it's bad. And it you're bad. just sitting there and they're like, we're not letting you off. So that would be number two. And then number one, I hate to say this. I, I, I had two down. I had an alternate, and I had a first place, depending on how ballsy I was feeling uh-huh. and how willing I was to be judged by the general public. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say, man, just screw it. The world can judge me if they much, if they must. I'm going with my heart. And the number one inconvenient thing of all time is children. <laughs> I am sorry. I love those little kids. I would not trade them for anything in the world. They are my favorite things in the world, but they are the most inconvenient things on the planet, <laughs> especially when they're young. Like they can't wipe. The, you have to teach them to wipe, dude. Yeah. How inconvenient. You have to teach another human to wipe their bottom. That is inconvenient. And it takes a long time. You got to make lunches. You mm-hmm. got to get them dressed. I have to go to work to like pay for their clothes. <laughs> I have to help get them dressed <laughs> to brush their hair. I have to teach them to brush their teeth. I have to bathe them. I have mm-hmm. to pick them up from places. <laughs> uh, Swede has to tell me something. Oh, I don't know, 47 times an hour. Let me tell you something. Daddy, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Which I do love them, but you cannot act like they're convenient. Dude, they're the least convenient things of all time. Yes. 
I mean, we you know, dogs and animals, pets are are inconvenient, but man, a baby that can't walk, Ooh. you got to travel and like you got to pack all the stuff in your car oh. and do all the deal. And if you're Dude, flying, when, good when, lord, when you and Madison go on a trip right mm. now. Your vehicle looks like something out of a scene from the Grapes of Wrath. Dude, it's the most unbelievable thing. we got to do a, a pack and play and a stroller for the inside and a stroller for the outside. And, dude, and all the the A hundred different and bottles food and, and bottle bottles warmers and, and bottle uh, cleaners. Uh, There's probably a breast pump in that's, there. That's not what happened when we were little. We just used to sleep like in the floorboard of the car. No, you, I swear. You remember my mom used to drive a blue Buick? Yes. And it had, I mean, they don't know if they really have these in cars anymore. But remember, they used to have like, you know, the dashes, obviously. Yeah, the up top, behind, a front the back. dash and a back dash. Yeah. And the old cars had the back dash. And I swear, when I travel with my mom and her Buick or with my grandparents and their Lincoln, uh-huh. I would nap on top of the back dash. Yeah, because you're getting some sun. It's nice Yeah, getting some there. sun. It's nice and warm. Just lay down there. there and take a nap when I was like three. My uh-huh. mom used to drive around Houston when I was a baby mm-hmm. and breastfeed me while she was driving. <laughs> Things are a little different now. A little different. I don't think that was safe back then either, just so we're clear. I don't think that was the right the right move back then, but it wasn't as frowned upon it as, as, as it is now. No, clearly not. Dude, and we got car seats. Oh, it is such a misery. It really is. The kids are the biggest are the biggest inconvenience there is. What's sure. better than like when your kid needs to pee when they've gotten old enough and you pull up to the house and they just jump out of the car and go pee. You're like, okay, we've made it. That's amazing. They're a yes. little bit self sufficient. What about now. when they can like get their own water mm-hmm. or they get their own sack or, or get themselves some, dressed? Make some food for themselves. Yes. Posey started to make food for herself. Good for Posey. Nice. Yeah. Good so Posey, she's got like one step up on me. <laughs> uh now I want to hear. I've got I've got like a list of some other uh, things that came to my mind, and I can get to those, or we can go to your inconvenience list. First. Well, we can go to mine. Okay, and let's do it. Mine's gonna be quick and quick and easy. But these are just like kind of normal day, every everyday inconveniences that I find myself in on a on a fairly normal basis, like uh-huh. kind of nightly for the first one. And the first one is when you're on the couch, relaxed, and you can't find the remote control. Oh, yes, Dude. I feel that. Dude, there is nothing worse than that. And you had it in your hand two seconds ago. Yeah, or, or the same thing is in bed counts mm-hmm. too. Yes. So what happens to me, it usually happens in bed, and I'm like, where did it go? And I like pick up the covers, Ugh. launch that thing across the room. Shatters. And it hits, yeah, yes, it hits a wall mm. 15 feet away, and I've got to get out of bed and go get it. Batteries everywhere. You're mad when you're looking for it. Yes. I'll also tell you this. like If you're on the couch— and you're, anybody else is in the room and you're looking for the remote, <laughs> all trust goes out the window. That's right. It's like, hey, are you sitting on the remote? <laughs> nope. Stand up right now. Stand, Stand up. up right now. Check your pockets. <laughs> yes. Wait, check my pockets. I don't have anything in my pockets. <laughs> yeah. Turn your head and cough. That's <laughs> so true, dude. Like, all trust goes out the window when you're looking for the remote. Wife will be like, hey, do you have the remote? Because we have two remotes. Is there anything One, worse than when you say you don't have it and then you stand uh, up and you did? There's, and it's just sitting underneath your body. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, now with the baby, they'll take it and hide it. Yeah, you can always just blame it on Gus the, now. Yeah, I'm like, Gus, Gus took it for sure. Oh, that there is nothing worse, though. Like like you said, you, you lose all trust in people. Stand up. Everybody stand up. <laughs> Look for the remote. Oh, that's funny. Andrew. <sighs> Andrew and that happens to me a lot as well. So I'll, I'll, get, I'll get on board with that one for sure. Okay, number two for me is it's when you're uh, in bed. So think about this, in bed or on a couch, whatever, you're relaxing, and you plug your phone in. And the wire's not long enough to reach for the position that you want to be in. (laughs) This is such a ridiculous first-world problem. But but I I feel it in the core of my soul. There is nothing worse than that. when you're All you want to do is look at your phone and And charge at the same time. Just not long enough. You have to roll over and hang your hands off the edge of the bed a little bit. And you're on your side looking at it sideways and your arms are falling asleep. You know what's kind of like that is like when you're – like if you drop the remote or something off the bed – and you're trying to get it, Ugh. but you don't want to get up to get it, but it's, like, out of reach. So you'll, like, crawl where, like, the only thing still on the bed is, like, 
your ankles and below. Yes. yes. And your hands are out holding <laughs> yourself up. You're stretched out reaching for something and you get you have to crawl back. But you didn't get out of bed. No. God no. You've done a workout, but you did no. not get out of bed. You did like a 30 minute plank trying to find <laughs> this thing, but you did not have to get out of bed. I'm telling you, because I do this every night. And I've got a pretty long cord next to the bed, but it's like if I want to roll over on the other side, I've got to unplug my phone or well, have you tried to do it under the body so it's a straight line instead of going over your body? No, because – and this isn't even on my list, but the the other worst thing about this situation is that because you only have so much cord, there's nothing worse than in that situation pulling it out of the wall. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And then you have to <sighs> – how hard is it? It's the hardest thing in the world to plug something Dude. into an outlet in the dark. It's No awful. matter how many times you feel it, you cannot get it right. And it comes out and you got to move the – like in our room, you got to move the side table or whatever to get behind there and plug it in. Oh, oh no, that's no good. Such a whip. So that's number two for me. And I, I don't know. That's the first world problem, like you said. But I'm, I'm thinking of like inconveniences that happen to me. On an absolute daily basis that I cannot stand. They just bother me. If they would go away, I mean, I guess I could get like a 20-foot cord. Yeah, that's that's, that's the solution. Which is kind of like what they used to do back in the day. I mean, you remember, remember those, those cords, cords like on the phone? All the way yes. around the house. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, so number one for me, and again, this happens to me every day. I set my alarm. My alarm is set for 714. That's what time my alarm is set for every morning. Uh-huh. I get up at 714, take a shower. Get a cup of coffee, take my kid to school. She's got to be there by 7.45. So it gives me time to hammer it in. Madison gets her ready. I grab her. We go to school. That's what we do every morning. Every morning, without fail, I wake up at like 6.37 in the morning. So waking up like 30 or 45 minutes before your alarm goes off, you have to get up for the day. Yeah, because if you go back to sleep, you might be able to fall asleep in 15 minutes or It's going to be the best sleep you've had all night. Yes, but it'll be so hard to wake up from. It's like you've been asleep. You've been in a coma when you wake up from that sleep. No, that like 30 minutes of sleep, like to try to wake up Mm. again is like. Dude. Oh, it's awful. And I've been doing it forever. I I remember my mom like waking me up and me being like, look, give me five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what is five more minutes of sleep going to do for you, babe boy? You need to get uh, out of here. This isn't bed. an inconvenience, but one of the most annoying things, which I've probably been guilty of before, is if you're sleeping in a room with someone, like one of, one of my college roommates in the dorms used to do this, like mm-hmm. we're in one room stuck together. And I swear, if he had to get, if he had class at 11 a.m., he would set an alarm for every 10 minutes uh, starting at 9 o'clock oh all God. the way up till 11 because he liked to wake up slow. Uh, so every 10 minutes for two you, hours. You also got to wake up slow. Yeah, it's like, thank you for this. Dude, I hate, the, I hate that. I hate – and every morning when I wake up, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to check my phone. It's going to be 645 or 648 or 655. We should find a little nice little morning routine for yourself, something that you like to do. The the Take problem some time is to yourself. the problem is if I do that, what I'll end up doing is set the alarm for like that time, and then uh-huh. I'll start waking up thirty minutes before that. Uh huh. Eventually, it, you'll just be getting up at like midnight yeah, every day. I'll, yeah, I'll just go to sleep and then I'll get up and then I'll just be be up for the day. Heard, heard. So, so that that to me is number one, and it's I do it every single day. Yeah, that is annoying. I don't do it every day, but you know that I have terrible sleep yeah. patterns and sometimes I sleep pretty good and then I go through periods where I can't sleep at all. So any kind of sleep inconvenience does stink for yeah. sure. I had some other ones on here. There's a, uh, let's see. Um, oh, I hate one of the worst things for me is whether it be on the phone or what's even worse than that, when you're ordering food at a drive through mm-hmm. and the speaker is not working very good uh-huh. and they cannot understand you. <laughs> when people cannot understand me and I'm talking to them on the phone, I want to I, – I know it's not their fault that the speaker is not working. I want to fight them. <laughs> yes. It makes me so mad. Yes. And also, the drive through experience, people have it wrong. Quit offering me things. Yes. I will tell you what I want. Yes. Right? And then I'll, and then we're done. Yes. I That's pull it. up. You say, welcome to so-and-so. How can I help you? I list off my things and then you say how much it is, and I pull, for, pull forward and pay for it, and that's the end. That's correct. But they offer you too many things. Are you interested in a da-da-da-da? No, like, I'm no, not. I'm not. I'd tell you if I was. Exactly. I see the giant picture of it right there. I'm not interested. I'm not buying what you're selling. Yes. I just want a normal cheeseburger. I don't want it with whatever fondue or whatever you have on it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm uninterested. 
I'm going to start doing that to the people. It's like every time somebody calls me, hey, or I'm gonna, no, when I go to the drive-thru, like, oh, could I interest you in a strawberry, vanilla, banana, nut muffin, whatever? <laughs> I'm going to say, no, absolutely not. Could I interest you in a piece of real estate? Yeah. Yes. No. No. <laughs> no. So that is inconvenient. I get real frustrated with that. Um, <laughs> helping people move, Ugh. which, you know, I've, I've, I've got a bad back. So I can't. So, but thing? if I didn't have a bad back, it would be inconvenient for I'm me. I'm actually busy that week, and there's no way I can No, help you know, I know the way to get out of this is, so when someone says, hey, can you help me move? You don't say, uh, you don't, like, ask when or whatever. You'd be like, oh, maybe. When is it? I'll see. You say, oh, my gosh, I'd love to. When are you? And then as soon as they spit out the date, go, oh, my gosh, I can't that weekend. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, that, that is, is the way to get out. The move. Or just be me and have like medically approved bad back. Or just say no, dude. I can't do that. Yeah, you talked about the power of no. Yeah, just, I, man, can't, I, I no. can't do it. It's not for me. I don't want to do that. Um, chip in for movers. I'd rather chip in for movers than move you. Yeah, so would I, for sure. <laughs> what else the, you got? Uh, flat tire, but I don't really mind that that much. It's really not that hard, and it kind of is one of the, like, pretty much the only thing I can do besides jumpstart a car is change a tire, so it makes me feel slightly manly. Makes you feel like a man, kind of? Mm-hmm. How about this one? I, I wrote this one down. This is, like, when you open a jar and you have to, there's another layer, like, let's talk about oh, mayonnaise or whatever, and you yes. have to peel that thing back. Yes. That and, never, and, and ever works. And it doesn't works. have a tab on it. No, yeah. like nothing to grab. And so you cut it. You cut yeah. it with a knife, and then you got to pull it off that way. It's the worst. Dude, it's such a whip. <laughs> that is an inconvenience for sure. Uh, I used to have th- – this is not a, like a joke original to me. It's, do you remember uh, – what were they called? They're little cartoons. Um, they were super popular in the 90s. Oh, my God. Gosh, what the, were they called? It doesn't matter, but one of the cartoons was this guy, and he was in an inconvenience store. Yeah. And so I just, like, started thinking about what all would go into an inconvenience <laughs> store. This was years ago, but it's like all the shelves are, like, just out of reach. You have to stand on your tiptoes to get every <laughs> item. Or, like, all the labels are ripped off of everything. You just have to, like, guess what the product is. And how much it costs. Uh, They only accept traveler's checks. (laughs) Traveler's checks or exact change only. I love that. Yes. Like, the nozzle, like your phone cord, it can be just a little bit too short to reach to your tank. (laughs) How about when you walk into a room, I know you do this, because I do it, and I'm sure you do. How about when you walk into a room and forget why you were in there, like what you were – you're going to get I something. do that 37 times a day. <laughs> There's nothing more frustrating. You're like, oh, my God. I, j- I mean, I just left to come in here. What was I doing? What was I do I it all the time, but also a lot of times I really didn't need to do anything. I'm just – I'm a pacer, mm-hmm. and I talk on the phone a lot, and I can't sit still. You just look so at me. So when I'm on the phone, I just are. walk around in circles, and I end up somewhere. I'm like, what am I doing here? There's one on this that the uh, – there's two on this list that are pretty good. It's one of them. This is when you want to sneeze, but you can't. Uh, I've had that several times recently, and that uh, is annoying. Because there's nothing better than sneezing. Like a good sneeze. A good sneeze is so way good. up there. The and only trick I know to help you sneeze, and everybody may know, yeah, look at a bright light, yeah. whatever. Sometimes that helps. And when your iPhone dies and you have to wait for it to turn back on, it's like the longest five minutes ever yeah. of all time. I'll tell you what. They fixed this now with the new updates, but we used to drive me crazy is that you could be on your iPhone, like I might be sending a text, I might be sending an email, I might be reading a report or a contract or something, and if somebody calls me, it just takes over my whole phone screen. Right. And I might not be in a position to talk to them, and I don't want to decline it because they'll know. Or you're touching your phone and you hit the answer button yes. or whatever, and you're like, But Hello. it's literally the way that that works, and I know those people like don't know that I'm working on my phone, Right. but the way that works, it'd be like, if I was working at my desk on my computer or writing something out and someone just walked in and slid everything off my desk and was like, hey, I'd like to talk. Yes. I'm like, yes. what the heck? I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> so iPhone has fixed it, so it just pops up as a banner on the top. But that used to be one of my biggest that is a pet peeve inconveniences. Other one's bad when you get into bed at night and then you have to pee like 10 minutes later. Yeah. That's to get back old. out of bed. Ugh. It's a growing problem. A growing problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, buddy, I am, uh, I have fought valiantly. I think you're fighting through this. That being said, I'm on the struggle bus a little bit right now. And so I think I'm going to let you wrap us up for the day. Okay. Uh, And then I think I'm going to go home and 
get myself nursed up and try to feel better so we can you, get some work done. You this need week. to do something, man. You look bad. You look really bad. Well, I, I typically look bad. But no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you look really yeah, bad. I don't feel great, so I'm gonna get home and try to get some fluids in me and maybe get some rest. But I appreciate you fighting through with me, brother. You bet. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to us today. Thanks for sticking with us. Please sign up to catch our next ramblings. If you want to send some suggestions, some comments, cheers or jeers, send them to JPS at BlueJAudio.com. That's JPS at B-L-U-E-J-A-A-U-D-I-O.com. Tell them Mark and James sent you. For now, thanks for sticking with us. He's Mark. I'm James. And much love from West Texas.